not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still life of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on search for tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell. Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the rare earth, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Okay, I'm going to start the episode. Okay. I usually, we just break, you don't have to do the formal thing. Sure. <laughs> Hi, it's everybody. It's July 26, 2023, <laughs> and this is important if true. <laughs> um... We're back. It's Ornate Stairwells. Uh, it's not a movie podcast anymore. Um, we'll get into it. I'm Neve. I'm joined by M, who's finishing out their, their stint of being yeah. not Autumn. Yeah. Of being yeah. the Autumn who's not Autumn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I guess I feel like. I feel like everybody knows this at this point because we've been like talking about it, but I'm sure there could be people listening to this podcast who don't know. Um, yeah. So um, Tuesday, tu- yeah, today's Wednesday. Yesterday's Tuesday. Tuesday, the 25th of July, uh, SAG after put out a joint statement saying podcasters talking about struck work should not do that for the remainder of the strike. Yeah. Um, which includes all prior like all old television and movies that would be counting to struck work i.e basically every american production period 
<laughs> it isn't like a yeah. YouTube short. <laughs> um, which obviously includes the movie that we are planning to talk about. Yes. <laughs> um, and also is just the kind of thing of like, I'm sure that there's a way that we could like try to avoid it and only talk about like Japanese movies or we do enough of that on morning stairwells. Um, but there's also certain stuff about like dubs and if it was shown theatrically and all of that, that can also make stuff complex. Mm. Um, and also I feel like doing a movie podcast, even if I'm not talking about American movies, like explicitly, um, I'll still have to like constantly be aware to not like try and reference things or, you know, um, so basically like uh export audio also abnormal mapping like all movie podcasts are going to be on hiatus um until and if the they're meeting. not you fucking tell them they're scabbing yeah um and uh as part of that like we were all ready to to record an episode uh so yes. we're just doing kind of a free form thing because we didn't yeah. have time to like. Yeah, I had some movies. I was really excited to talk about them. I had yeah. a lot to say for all three. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Throw it away. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I think that this is like a good move on the part of the the unions to do this. Um, I think it reframes the way we think about who counts as contributing to the culture of film. Um, I think they should extend this to fucking don't don't review things on Letterboxd. Um, I think people would throw a fit. And I think all those people should be considered uh, people without real ideology who are willing to live by their principles if they do that. But I don't care. Um, you're writing reviews for movies also as part of this. I think if they just globally said do not contribute to the culture of film until the strike is resolved, uh, it would be difficult. And you'd see how people were tested. But I think it would be good personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, you know, to my to my knowledge, at least when we're recording this, there hasn't been like a call for a general boycott. I know that. Um, yeah, they're not going to, yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. I'll be um, honest with you. Historically they don't. Um, yeah. it's, it's, there's lots of reasons why calling for like a general boycott, um, i.e. just like don't watch anything, uh, is generally, especially I think for like entertainment industry, just a, a difficult and bad idea. Um, mm. there's definitely some other stuff where that is. Um, but I do think that this is a, a, a good move and also one that, uh, you know, I hope that people listen to this and are like also more aware if they hadn't thought about it before, mm. how there's all this stuff that's also contributing to like the promotion of movies, even as like a lot of the podcasts that we do are focused on old movies. That's still a certain yeah. promotion of, of this stuff. So, yeah, even for the guidance that we, that we've read, that I've read about anime is specifically, uh, anime doesn't fall under any of this, but maybe <laughs> the, the email said, uh, definitely don't talk about the streaming services on which you are watching anime to which I go. That's not a problem. No one I know is watching anime through streaming services in 2023. Um, yeah. but, uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also a thing of like, uh, you know, I, when we release the final discussion episode for psychopaths, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to have a little thing at the front. That's also explaining this. Cause I'm sure there's people who listen to ghost divers that don't listen to anything else, uh, that I do. Um, but like there, we're even deciding we want to just release that episode. We already recorded since that's technically not struck work. Um, yes. and I just kind of want like 
we can have that season be complete. Uh, but we're going to skip the, the movie. Um, cause I know the, the movie, like the dub was funded by a Sony owned company. Um, I'm pretty sure it was shown, shown theatrically. So like, even if it's, uh, technically not struck work, which I'm not even positive of, um, I would still just don't really want to right now. I don't want to do it. So, yeah. um, and then we're just going to shift away entirely from anime that would be streaming. Um, because we can, we can g- just go do the Nanamanga instead. So, yeah. yeah. Um, GGP but, is not affected by this, basically. Yeah. We, we realized that. We took like a week off just to figure it out. And yeah. Got in contact with the guilds and s- sent some emails. And yeah, we're good to go. But like, movie podcast just fucked, which is fine. Like, I don't yeah. care necessarily. Like, I was talking, like, Austin was talking about this. Austin was like, because they do a more civil Austin does a more civilization. It's a really good pod, star Wars podcast. They're recent. They're in the middle of rebels. They just finished season one. They're about to go to season two. And they're like, we rebels doesn't count as struck work because it's animation contracts are different. Uh, no one is a part of, uh, you know, SAG or after or anything. Um, but specifically it was like, this is a show that fundamentally has become promotion for ah- Ahsoka, an upcoming live action show, which is subject to all of this. That's also like the Vanguard of Disney Plus, which is a streaming service that Disney is one of the huge dig in their heels fighting the union studios. Um, fuck Disney. Oh, wait. Yeah. But especially right now. Um, and they're just like, we're we, like in good conscience. We can't do that. Like we can be better than the guidelines of the unions in terms of how we feel we should promote, like do our work. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just it's just weird out there. But also it's like this is your chance. Like if, if, if you believe in your work and you're, you think your audiences believe in your work, you can just do whatever. Uh, you don't have to be so beholden to the the franchise by which you've like staked your claim. That's not who you are. And I, I, I do agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like in terms of the, you know, what will happen to this podcast in the interim? Um, I mean, Autumn's been having a just busy week at work, so we haven't even talked about what plans will be. Um, mm. You know, it's possible that we just do random one-off things or we decide to, you know, do some other thing like they already have a comics podcast, but you know, something, you know, there's other stuff we could do. Um, or we already hang out anyways. Uh, podcasting is kind of just one of the things we do when we're hanging out. Um, it's possible that we just have stairwells go on hiatus. Um, by the time that this goes out, I'll have it in like the episode description. Uh, cause I'm, I'm sure we'll have a decision by then. Uh, but like when we're recording this, it's just, it's still up in the air, but we have time. You know, this yeah. this will come out in like a week from when we're recording it, and then we have two more weeks until another episode is supposed to be out. So yeah, um, I'm not rushing them to to figure out what we're what we're doing here. Yeah, so. we were. It was pretty easy for us to just put Raptor screenings on hold. Um, we we're on hiatus. We we're about to come back, but it's not a big deal. Um, that's not a yeah. that's not our like a big podcast. Like it's not abnormal mapping, right? If we if there was. God forbid there was a video game strike. If anyone had, if video games had a union and people struck, I'd be distraught, but I would do it. Um, this is not the case for this one. It's fine to let it go for now. Um, yeah. Um, but um, I'm glad I don't have to figure out what Star Wars is going to be. <laughs> not my problem. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. It was nice, but fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's also one of those things of like, uh, Obviously, part of me is like a little bummed because I like talking about movies and I like talking about movies with Autumn. And obviously, we can do that not on a mic. Yes. Um, but also, 
it's because we fundamentally love movies. And if anyone's listened to previous episodes, we talk a lot about like the issues with labor uh, in movies broadly and like especially modern movies, the issues we have with like the way that modern movies are produced. Um, I care a lot more about like the union getting their demands met. And yes. uh, hopefully that also like changing some of the stuff that has just also been an issue in like modern film production. So um that's a lot more important to me than like just being able to talk about it on a podcast so uh it's it's really like a small it 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 feels like it's actually just a small thing that we are having to do so um even as the like the the last few days have been like okay what's going on let's figure out (laughs) um you know what needs to go on hiatus what doesn't all that so yeah um it's still been a a you know two days of like me being slightly distracted at work, trying to also figure this out. Oh yeah. So. Yesterday afternoon, I basically to our last two hours of my shift was being uh, negligent of my job, trying to like, just to have conversations with people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, since we plan to talk about movies, we don't really have that much to talk about, but we did put out a, a call for all non-movie and TV questions. Um, yeah. And people came through. Okay. Um, so this first one comes in from Jen. Um, so we're thrown into a, a death gate. A death game, but rather than a complex murder mystery, it involves a normal ass game like chess or Texas Hold'em. Um and you also get to choose the game. What game would you be confident enough to pick? Ooh, I don't think I, there's any like game, like just like a table game that I consider myself particularly good at. So I think I think I'm kind of fucked. I think I'm just going to roll the dice and pick like blackjack and see what happens. Yeah, there's like very minimal like strategy for blackjack. So you're kind of just leaving it up to chance. Um Cause I don't know if there's anything I feel confident that I could beat someone else with. I'm really just rolling the dice on this one. I might just die in round one of the death game. Yeah. Um, so the, the first one that I thought of just cause I was thinking in the, the realm of like these sorts of, uh, trivial pursuit. I do pretty well. Yeah. Do I know who my opponent is? I guess. This is yeah. That's the hard thing. Um, so the one that I, I first thought of, but I, I then decided, I think this is cheating. Um, is Snefatofel, which is like the old game that like uh, that was like played in you know Norse. Uh, oh, this and is German and this stuff. is the, this is like the the Kaji season where Kaji goes in and is like, oh, I get to play against like the master of games and I'll finally erase all of my debt. <laughs> and he's like, I am playing this game, and he's like, what? I've never even heard of this. It's like the game that only I know and a master of. Yeah. And then it's like a predecessor to chess. Uh, it's very obvious why it was replaced by chess, which is that uh, if you know what you're doing, um, the so unlike chess, uh, there's sort of the the white pieces are all in the middle and they're trying to get the king to escape from the board and all of the black pieces. There's no king and they're just surrounding it. And their goal is to like surround the king and take the king. And if you know what you're doing, um, like you know, you have people who like fully understand the game. Black will win every time. But this yeah. is the thing is most people would not immediately grasp what the game is. And so I would get potentially a win with white. Uh, and then, you know, 
have that because you just like play both sides you have to yeah. like go back and forth um you know at least twice to to like do a proper game so um but it does feel like cheating because it's like yeah it's like one of the predecessors of chess but it's also uh a game nobody plays <laughs> yes so uh the other one would just be uh similar but like uh even more would just be purely rolling dice um Maybe do you know the the like drinking game where you have dice in a cup and then you like shake it and there I forget how many you put in the cup, um, but then you'll You're describing look, Yahtzee. Are you about to describe Yahtzee to me? Uh, maybe, and then you'll say like I have like two twos, and then the other person has to say like either bullshit, show me the oh, cup, show me what not, you have. That's not how Yahtzee works. But... Or they will say. Uh, they will one. They have to up one of those. So maybe they'll say, yeah. "I have two fours, or I have three twos, or whatever." And then you keep I have going not heard in of this game before. No. Yeah. Um. And then if you lose, you you drink. So that's the other thing is that I mean, I think I was, I I've never just, played a drinking game in my life. So yeah, not really a, a boozy person. I think that's the reason why, though, because because I've played that game and I can just like hold more booze, I think, than some people. So okay um and it's like mathy and probability in a way that i feel like i'm usually pretty good at so okay um that was that question though yeah um gus writes in uh what are the best and worst or what are some of the best and worst road trip snacks that you've ever eaten Ooh. I don't take in many road trips, but I would guess it'd just be something that sits weird in your stomach. You don't really want to do novel food when you're on the road because you never know, right? Yeah. Um. Um. My, I mean, the best, in my opinion, this is as somebody who took long road trips to drive from um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan down to Savannah, Georgia, because uh, Emily was going to SCAD and I was going to NMU. Um, back when we were an undergrad and I would like road trip that just by myself, um, yeah. or towards the end, uh, I had some friends who would like come along for the trip. Um, but I did almost all the dri- driving myself, even when like people were in the car, they just like were giving me company. Um, and so my favorite was then just, uh, pretzels because pretzels are going to make you have to pee less. Oh, that's that makes salty. Sense. So, um, I don't like driving and eating. Never have. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was doing the driving, I probably just wouldn't snack. I would just get me like I would probably just go for a long time without eating until I got like hangry about it, which is very it seems very likely. It seems like how things would go if I did that. But yeah, Um, I also liked the the basic uh, like cheese cracker um, combos. Like like the like the wafer, like the two with cheese between or like a cheese it. Um, have you ever had combos? Yes. It's like a specific brand. Okay. Um, where it's like a tube of like cracker with like cheese filling. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, which just also makes it easy to like grab them and eat them. But um, yeah. so th- those ones I enjoyed as well. Uh, and then for breakfast, sometimes uh, it was usually like the when you're leaving, you know, you like you got the car loaded up and then you're like about to hit the road and you'd stop somewhere. 
Yeah. Um, and I would be starting from, uh, you know, Northern Michigan University, like way up in the middle of nowhere in the Upper Peninsula. Um, so usually we would just go to the gas station and I would get one of those like um, bacon, egg and like cheese, like basically like the the McDonald's like egg McMuffin or whatever, but just like the gas station version. Mm-hmm. Which that one always felt a bit like a, a wager, <laughs> um, but I did enjoy it. Um, and yeah, in terms of best or worst ones, it's basically anything messy or like, uh, you know, particularly is you, like you said, not going to sit well. Yeah. Um. Crystal writes in and says, what's your favorite way to pet a dog? Hmm. Uh, I think I like the, like, assuming, you know, the dog and can like kind of get on like on their level and like face to face, just like the hands on both sides of like, like the flanks and just like back and forth, just like right across the ribs. Um, I like the, this is also like, you know, the dog, you know, you can, yes. you can like get friendly with the dog um, is you sort of like, and this is also coming from when I had dogs as a kid, they always had uh, floppy ears, um, mm. but is to like put your hands sort of gently on the sides of their head on their ears and like sort of like muss it up almost like you're like uh, ruffling up somebody's hair, but like with the uh-huh. dog's floppy ears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was a variation that um, my current cats don't like this, but my uh, previous cat, Oscar, really liked this. That was similar. But uh, when I would do it, he would like also lean forward so that his like eyes would press against like, you know, the like meat of your thumb where it meets yes. your hand. Uh, so then I'd just be like fully massaging the eyes, too. Um, <laughs> and Oscar really enjoyed that. But that's going beyond the question because it's a cat, not a dog. Um, Aiden writes in and says, how do you feel about water bottles? I barely ever used one until I started working in an office with no water fountains. Um, I'm not picky, but my, uh, I'm not picking, but my signings have strong opinions of different types of water bottles. I've got two major ones I use. I have like a, like a thin metal one. That's like all metal, um, with like a screw top that I take to the gym. Um, that's like my workout one. And then I have a big, like rubberized one at work. That's like much larger, but the interior is metal. I always go metal. Um, I don't fuck with plastic water bottles if I can help it. Um, yeah. and uh, I want like a screw on lid, uh, ideally. Yeah. Something insulated, you know? Um, I, I don't fuck with plastic. Uh, I'm with you. I, I don't like plastic. Um, mm. Metal can sometimes get this like weird flavor. Like you have to like, uh, you have to do this with any water bottle, but I feel like metal bottles I've had, I've had to like do the vinegar, uh, cleaning Mm. more often. Um, and, uh, it happened, it happens less with, uh, glass and then ceramic. The issue with glass is that they'll break. I like glass water bottles, but they will break. Um, cause I'm just carrying them everywhere. And so what I found is one where it it's a like metal thermos style, but it mm-hmm. has this uh, ceramic coating on it. 
Um, so that like the interior and lip and everything is ceramic. Oh, that um, and then nice. it has a screw on type, uh, screw on top. Yeah. Um, and it's just the one I use all the time now. Yeah. Um, I, um, I never went through a, like a bottled water phase. I, um, I, we have a water filter at home and the water dispensers at work are nice and cold. And, uh, that's good for me. I just, um, I've always been a person who's like buying bottled water is like super wasteful. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, there are definitely like places and applications for them, but, uh, yes, but the yeah. average per like, I just remember when it became really like trendy, just like, Oh, I'm going to buy a bottle of water out of the vending machine. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've never, I've never done that. I do drink sparkling water sometimes cause I like it sparkling water. Um, I like a good, yes. I like a good, like flavored sparkling water. Personally, I'll, I'll fuck about bubbly, you know? Yeah. Apricot, uh, LaCroix, big fan. Um, not the same thing. Yeah. It helps sometimes because when, when my asthma is acting up, I cough a lot and then it makes my throat Mm. kind of hurt. And then like drinking bubbly water in particular helps. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like the ceramic water. I mean, it's like the one that I'm always drinking out of when we record podcasts. So, Mm. um, Joe writes in. Uh, what is your most, uh, what is your most bullshit sci-fi fantasy concept in a non-movie t- or TV that show that you can remember? What does this mean? Most like most my bullshit. Yeah, I think so. Or just like most bull, like, oh, I hate this one. This one's fucking sucks. It says most your bullshit. So I think, it, okay. Yeah. This means the one that I like the most. Yeah. Uh, that would be Final Fantasy VIII, where everyone lives in a paramilitary school that also is an airship um, and has a lot of melodrama. Love it. Eat it up. I wish there was like 8,000 stories about kids in the garden. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think uh, what mine is. I don't have like a, a ready answer for this. Um. I guess if you want to stretch the definition of like what sci-fi is, like I would say like Tomie. I really like Tomie. That's like my bullshit. Yeah. But that that's just that's just a girl who keeps coming back to life when people kill her. Um it's not really like explicitly science fiction. Um uh, part of this is I I I definitely read some like fantasy and science fiction, but I feel like I just don't as often like i Mm -hmm. i the fantasy stuff that i got into more is that i just like went actually to classics and things um i really got emperor of dune that always that comes up every time someone talks about dune um i feel like it read when i read it in like my late teens i think it was um just the idea of like what a individual can accomplish when they stop thinking in like a single lifetime scale was like very profound to me and i desire that in life i feel like always <laughs> well you just didn't have to worry about dying in 80 years and you could make plans that might span three millennia yeah um that honestly sounds slightly terrifying to me no oh, it sounds great <laughs> i'm 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 terrified by eternity yeah not me um yeah i don't 
I, I'm like trying to think of something that's like the most my bullshit. Um, because I feel like so much of the stuff that I enjoy is, um, even if it shows up in like a sci fi or fantasy thing, um, it's more of just like the, the, I, I generally like the stuff that's going to be like more grounded in some sort of, uh, like, I, I guess I enjoy when stuff is like muddled in terms of what's like necessarily magic or real, those sorts of things. Um, uh-huh. but I don't know if I have like a particular example. Um, mm. I, I do like when, uh, characters can like, uh, ambiguously potentially have embodied like other specters of revenge or something. Um, like there's a, a novel, the blue Fox where a, a character uh, possibly turns into um, a like female vixen that's tormenting a priest. Uh, and okay. that book rules. So um I also like when there's like weird uh conflicting text stuff around things. That's also very me. Um I do I do feel like I would enjoy Book of the New Sun. I just have not been reading it. So uh yeah, it's good. Um and then Joel also sent in some other uh questions, but they're related to psychopaths, so I don't know if these are for the psychopaths email or if oh, you yeah, want to answer them. Okay. No, no, go ahead and save them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Hilver writes in uh, and says, halfway through the year, how are you getting on with your New Year's resolutions? Oh, um, so I've been thinking, because it's, it's now July, I've been thinking about, you were on the New Year's VoIP, right? You were on that, yeah. yes. Um, where I asked people, are the resolutions? One of the major things about doing this a second time, if you, if you want to go listen to this, it's on VoIP Life, which is a premium podcast on my network. I have a patreon.com says neural mapping. It's $10 a month for VoIP Life, but I think VoIP Life's worth it, frankly. Um, and it was the one that came out the end of last year. I was like a five-hour nightmare to put together. And I'm f- staring down the uh, idea of doing it again. Uh, and I'm like, I don't really want to, but I probably will. Um, and part of the reason I don't want to do it is because I can't generate 30 resolutions again. Kind of which is what I, I don't think I actually made it 30. I made it, I think I ended up with like 20, which was too many. Um, I'm yeah. not resolving shit next year. Um, but some of them are just like, I kind of like fell off of my Japanese homework because my day job got busier and I don't have downtime like I used to, um, which is good. But I like the Japanese work is totally stymied. I wanted to make, I wanted to figure one of my uh, resolutions was to make a really good tomato sauce, like learn how to just make a good like pasta sauce. And what I've discovered is, um, I've got it where I want it, but where I want it, I'm like, this is more work than just buying the $4 sauce I like at, at Pi V, the imported Italian sauce, I think is really good. Um, and I'm not gonna do it. I'm just not gonna. Uh, <laughs> it's not worth it to me personally um, to not just buy the $4 sauce because the ingredients cost just as much uh, for the amount of sauce I wanna make. Uh, so I don't care. Um, but then I dialed in like a really good fetid like Alfredo sauce instead. Like, who fucking cares? The Alfredo sauce send me an orbit. Can't eat it that often because we'll die. Because it's just yeah. like so much dairy. Um, but it's delicious. Um I feel like the only 
tomato sauces that I've made at home where I, I really feel like, uh, a, like a good, you know, brand high quality, uh, tomato sauce won't like get close enough to where it doesn't feel like it's worth the work as when it's like particularly geared towards just like very fresh tomatoes. Um, yes. like there's one where I, you just like great raw, like, you know, fresh heirloom tomatoes into a bowl. Um, add some olive oil and some cheese and then you just like put the hot pasta in it and you just like mix it up until it turns into a sauce. Um, and it's like, yeah, a a jar is not going to have like fresh tomato flavor like that. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't have a vector for like homegrown tomatoes. Right. I don't have like a, there's no garden or anything like I'm buying tomatoes from the store and I've done it and I just don't think the results are like necessarily worth it. Um, I think I end up spending more for a sauce. that's like as good as the stuff I could have just bought pre-made. Um, Kind of depends on how your availability of like affordable sauce because some of the sauces, if you like the sauce, it's like ten dollars. Go with God, but it's not the tomato sauce ain't worth ten dollars. I really genuinely you should not be spending that much money on tomato sauce. Um, but um, things like I wanted to read on just depths and I did that months ago. Now I'm way in on that. And um, there was a couple games I wanted to play, like I want to play Ridge Racer 4 and I did that and I wanted to play the original Tomb Raider. And I did about half of that and kind of fell off of it. And I, I'm probably not going to go back. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I wanted to play like Dwarf Fortress. How do you touch that? No way. <laughs> not once. Um, I want to keep working out. I'm doing that. Like I, I'm doing okay. You know, I, I feel yeah. like I'm about, I think I'm about like 60% on hitting my goals and the year's like half over and the ones that I let go, I'm going to let go. And I don't think there's too many that I really wanted to get to that. I'm not going to get to. So I think, I think I'd probably do better than most people. Yeah. Um, I don't remember my resolutions and I haven't been able to find where I wrote them down. I'll just have to re-listen to the episode, uh, to find what I said. Um, the ones that I do remember, uh, I did find a way to get gaming back into my life, and it's um, my toddler got really into gaming. <laughs> mm. So it's primarily uh, through playing games with my kid. Um, either like we're playing them together, or uh, they will watch them with me. Uh, like as I play, like with Zelda. Um, and then I know one of them was to to use my like daily planner. Uh, for less oh, right, yeah. just work things. Yeah. Um, and I've done okay. Um, I'm definitely not like regularly using it to the full extent, but I, I uh, have started like writing down more like something that happened that day or um, just a little bit like almost journaling, um, but not like to the full extent that I think of as journaling where I'm like really writing down more stuff. Um, so... Uh, it is a thing I've like tried to do a little bit, but, and then I don't remember what my other resolutions were. Um, no, that's all right. But I mean, I, I did start going to therapy, which I don't know if that was a resolution, but feels like a bigger accomplishment than, um, any of the actual resolutions I made. Yeah. So, um, that's it for questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have anything else. I, I don't think I do. I'm so tired. It's fine. If this it's is been a, a week. One. I've I gotta I gotta drive in to work tomorrow morning. So, um, we gotta start reading sagas again. 
Yeah, I guess like this is my last starting stairwells. Uh, if you want to listen to me and Neve talk about bullshit, we're going to go back to around the long fire, um, which will be out next week. If you're listening to this on the Patreon feed, if you're listening to this on the free feed, it'll be out this week. I think that's yeah. how it works. Yeah, I think um, so. So uh, we're going to go back to Olaf's Sog. I don't even remember what fucking chat. I'll have to look that up and be like, oh. uh. yeah. Um, we're going to get through Olaf's Sog and then we're going to do something more fun. We'll, we'll, I don't know what. We'll figure it out. But yeah. Well, we'll either because we were planning to do sort of a, a season end break where we would do some stuff. Um, yeah. We're not going to do the movies that we planned, but um, no. we, you know, we might read like Nibble on Glide or something instead. Yes. Um, but uh, and then when we get back, I think the first one I want us to do um, is Urvarad Saga, which is just uh, I think a lot more fun than the King's. Um, he's the guy who lives to be 300 so okay um, and there's just lots of fun stuff around that so but yeah I think that's it yeah Um, beyond us going back to around the long fire where can, where can people find you you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being you can find me mostly on blue sky at em being um I have a coast, but I don't, I frankly just don't use it that much. Um, I should probably fix that, but two is already too many. I'll be honest. I only want one and I still like Twitter despite everything, despite everything. Um, if you want to listen to my podcast, you can do that. Abnormalmapping.com. Uh, the one I most want you to listen to is abnormal mapping proper, our game club podcast, uh, the best game club for that. We recently put out an episode on final fantasy 16, the new final fantasy with a friend of the show, Austin Walker, which is a three hour, uh, trek through our distaste for that video game, which we, none of us liked very much. Um, and it was very cathartic and I was very anxious about it. And I think it turned out pretty good, despite the fact we mostly trip over ourselves for three hours trying to like talk about the things we don't like. Impossible to fit everything in that we have something to say about because it was a big game and we only had three hours. Um, but I think it's a good episode. Yeah, it was good. Um, you can find me at Fox Omnia on uh, Twitter uh blue sky where it's the normal like dot is dot social or whatever yeah yeah um, i didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah i feel like if you just say it people know people know yeah but, um and co-host um i also don't use co-host a lot um i feel like if you're not friends with me i i actually probably use blue sky more than twitter um because i tweet a lot about like podcast promotion on main on Twitter, but I don't do a lot of other stuff because I have enough followers, uh, and I have enough negative experiences with like main Twitter, uh, that I kind of just fell into that hole of like only using it for promotion stuff. Um, meanwhile, I'm constantly tweeting on my like private account. Um, but you can't just like Sky, talk about it. There's like nothing to say about you. I'm just saying like, on oh, blue I'm sky, but just not where you can see it. I'm just <laughs> saying on blue sky. I am sometimes being like, Oh, that thing that I just tweeted on lock Twitter. I could probably like also share this there. Uh, and I'm not making the jump to doing it on main Twitter, but like if you're following me on blue sky, you'll see that like 
I I cooked that dish today or whatever. Um, that's not going on main Twitter. So that's all I'm saying. Um, that's fair. It's it's like not fully to the level of like my private Twitter, but the, there's a little bit more that I'm posting there uh, beyond just promo stuff. But um, these last few like weeks, I really haven't been using social media much at all. So I've just been busy with work. Yeah. Um, go listen to my other podcasts. Um, I'm excited uh, that on Ghost Divers, we're just going to do the Nanamanga now. <laughs> Then you're so, done. You don't have another excuse to put Ma- Nana anywhere. Yeah. I mean, at some point, we'll probably still do the anime just like years from now. Fair enough. For some reason, I thought you were to do the anime. So never mind. We were we were going to do it, and we decided to sub it out for the manga. So. Um, I'm never going to be done talking about Nana, though. I know. <laughs> I know talk to you basically every day trust me i know yeah um anyway that's it <laughs> nanahachi is real nanahachi is real on ghostdivers.com that's not your website <laughs> no it's not um that might be the website of the people who like uh there's like a group called ghost divers and they like do some sort of dive like actual diving motion work ghostdivers.com let's see what it pulls up it's not loading is what it's doing this domain is for sale for sixteen hundred dollars sixteen hundred dollars yeah that's too many hundred dollars yeah someone's squatting on this one Um, all right that's it don't go to ghostdivers.com but do listen to ghost divers we're already after bella lugosi's dead I think. Whatever. I don't care. Because we said the thing on the podcast. Telegosi will still be dead. <laughs> That's true. I don't even know what I'm going to do for intro music for this. Anyway, I'm hitting stop. Okay.
Wednesday. Wednesday. My uh, drink just came in the door. I just heard my door open. Give me literally 30 seconds. We'll just okay. keep it rolling. I wonder what the drink is. I'm curious now. Because I'm just having some sparkling water and regular water. I wasn't I wasn't expecting this to actually be 30, 30 seconds. It seems like it might be. I guess maybe the door was the front door. Um, I thought it was like coming into the podcast studio, i.e. probably bedroom. I think M records in the bedroom. I technically do. It's just my closet in my bedroom. Um, Hello, I'm back. Hi. There's a point where I was like, is M back and just letting me uh, <laughs> flounder? No. Okay. No, I uh, had to go get my drink. Um, I guess what are we doing? Not home. Is this structure like a normal stairwell? What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we are in the non-homophobia zone right now. Uh, when we actually start the episode proper, we'll explain what's going on. Okay. I you was know. like, is the whole podcast on homophobia zone now? No, I think we'll still do some sort of other thing, but that might just be, we do like, here's the explanation. People send us emails. We do the emails. Okay. Sure. Yeah. It's um, a weird time. It is. The thing is, I feel like non-homophobia zone is always populated with non-movie stuff. Yes. Uh, but now that I have to intentionally have something. I have nothing. Yes. Yeah. There's just nothing. Um, I guess my, my one I've tweeted this already, but, and I think like I put it on blue sky or something too, but, um, in Kirby and the forbidden land, uh, I think the bandana waddle D should also be able to get the power ups because I don't think my toddler actually wants to be Kirby in terms of like playing the game by searching around and like, doing whatever the special power is for the level so that you can like unlock the secret areas to get the hidden waddle Ds and all that stuff. Um, I, I think they have more fun in general when they are kind of going along and just playing and I'm doing like the actual hunting for everything. And yeah. like, you know, they can be excited about like, Oh, we found this or whatever. Uh, but they do want the power that has the two guns that shoot really fast um it's like the worst and, power yeah it's not that good of a power but uh when you're a toddler who really likes fighting robots um, yeah fair enough where usually they have guns that shoot uh it's pretty exciting so um we've been playing a lot of kirby and there's a fair amount of like okay do you want to actually try to play this level or do you just want to do whatever power you want to do we have to talk through this because otherwise you know, if you change like mid level, then it'll get frustrating. <laughs> so might be slightly too old of a game for them. I feel yeah. like I, I think like the game a lot. The... I think it's very cute, but it is kind of a slower puzzle game, right? Yeah. And I think they are at the level to be bandana waddledy. Mm -hmm. Um, they are at the level to come along, help out a little bit during fights and stuff. 
but I don't think they're at the level of, and this is the thing that like when we were doing Kirby's Dreamland, um, with the two player, the gooey, the blob, um, also can just get all of the powers. And so it was a lot easier to just be like, okay, you can be gooey and you can still get all the powers and do all the stuff you want to do. But then I can also talk through what the puzzle is. And then you're like, you know, invested in let's not step on the flowers or whatever. Um, so that stuff, uh, like that game just worked better, even though I think it was also a little bit of like a slower puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think because like both one player and two player have equal access to the power stuff. So, um, Whereas that has not been the case with this game. Yeah. That's basically all I have. That's fair. I uh, um, I always play these games single player because that's who I am, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't have a bandana waddle D in my life. <laughs> the thing is, it's like just fun enough that I kind of want to do like the single player, but not enough to like motivate me to do it over other games that I have to play. Yeah. Um, and so what I really want is that I just want to play the game and do the interesting stuff with my kid. But right now the, who gets to be Kirby and who gets to be Waddle D is like the tension point that's, uh, making it less fun. But, um, but I mean, you just gotta tell them they gotta get good if they want to be Kirby. Often when they when they want to play on their own, they just uh, hang out in the little hut and like do the different powers um, and then just like fight the the sandbag and then like go around the village and just use the power around the village. Uh, And they'll do it for like two hours straight if you let them. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I don't understand being a kid. I really don't. It sounds great. I wish I was so easily entertained. (laughs) Time is infinite. (laughs) Yeah. Um, still trying to like talk through, like if we do more of this right now, we'll have less time to read books at bedtime. Uh, but the, the idea of like the expendability of time is just, uh, yeah. lost on to, the youth. I had to backpack, backtrack two screens in Mega Man Legends about 20 minutes ago, which is what I was doing. And I thought I'd been stabbed basically is how I felt <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't have done this the first time. I go fucking pick up this lipstick from the lady in the fucking clothing store to give to the artist <laughs> because no one sells red paint, but someone will give me free red lipstick. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Had a great time. Yeah. But uh, I'd go the other way where I just have no time for you. You, you tell me I got to go back. <laughs> I, just, I was just there. <laughs> um, have you beaten that game yet? No, I'm three hours in. Oh, Okay. I just I just got the boat and I'm about to take the boat to I assume the next set of dungeons. Yeah. I assumed that that you were further in cuz it's not a long game. Yeah, but um, I'm uh, busy and yeah. also Destiny's off of school for another month, which means I'm fighting with her for the Xbox cuz she wants to play The Sims while she still can before she goes back to school and is too busy to play The Sims. Yeah. Um, and we like it's you know I'm, I'm playing it with my mister, but it, we're all using the big TV. I could bring my mister into the bedroom, but it's too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Plus, you always feel a little bit like um, I don't know. You're just like being a little gremlin or something. Like you're like hermiting yourself away. At least I do. Um, 
there are times where it's like I'm just gonna go and like wind down for a half hour and like read in bed before I go to yeah, sleep. Or I'm gonna whatever. watch a lot of YouTube. Um, but also, that's like the abnormal mapping game, and it is the 26th of July, and that's the game for the end of August. I've got so much time. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to finish it now and then be like, well, I've got three weeks. What if I tried Tron Bond and then like finish Tron Bond and then come with an extra game that we didn't agree on, but like is going to inform my opinions on Mega Man Legends or some stupid shit like that. Like I can see this happening in my mind. I can project types of people I can be so easily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tron Bond's also good. Yeah, I, I will play it at some point, but I I'm not going to play it next month before we record this podcast. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I think that's all the gamer talk you'll get out of me, though. Uh, fair enough. Um, I don't know if you have anything else. I don't think I do because we yeah. still have to do another real podcast. Uh, the one other, the one other thing that I have been doing is I got some short story collections from Teriyama Shuji. Um, um, you've just gone all in. This is like your new thing. This is the new novel. Yeah. I mean, just enough things like made me talk about him uh, that I then saw that I could get two short story collections from him that have been translated. I just I am I'm somewhat jealous of your capacity to hyper fixate on things. <laughs> uh, it's not It's not always pleasant. I mean, this one's been fairly pleasant, but it's not always pleasant. I just feel like you always are have like the thing that's like your thing. And I'm like, I've got like eight things, but none of them are my thing. I'm just into a lot of things casually. Yeah. I'm always like a wide, not deep kind of person. And I feel like you're very good at like, I'll do other stuff for the work, but like, I'm like, so there's one thing I'm fixated on and I just don't, I don't have that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still fixated on Nana. I know. We're just doing the manga now. I mean, not immediately, but, um, I was looking up the, cause a lot of the short stories are, um, him doing, like one of the collections is him sort of doing his own fairy tale stuff um, mm. that I don't think is like directly related to existing ones. Um, and then the other one is specifically him doing like his version of like uh, Aesop and like Grimm, um, like the Brothers Grimm, uh, those sorts of fables, uh, which one is just like uh, extreme Utena vibes already there. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also just fun seeing like his his take on things. Um so the like the the introduction to the one that's his own, um, which I started on the one that's just like ones that he wrote first. Um, but there's a an excerpt from him talking about his interpretation of the Emperor's New Clothes, where he's like uh, basically saying that like the emperor knew that he was being told to walk around naked, but that like he's really conscious about fashion. He wants to like uh, be a successful leader and knows that like to do that you have to bungle uh, sort of benignly and not like politically uh, and so to like walk about naked once is something that like people would laugh at but that isn't going to like uh, inherently topple everything and then throughout it like comes to this conclusion that like also part of choosing to wear the invisible clothes is to acknowledge that uh, invisible things still have value. And if you like, don't acknowledge that, then the foundations of culture will crumble. 
Um, so yeah, it's a lot of that kind of stuff. So, okay. Um, it's been enjoyable though. But yeah, we can, we can start the episode proper. This is a short non-homophobia zone, but yes. Um, if we talk too much here, we'll have nothing for the main episode. <laughs>